You are now tuned in to the Sports by Jared podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you're, you're hearing, please download the episode, hit the like, listen to the sponsors. Today, I want to go over the reaction um, to the James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets trade. Um, some people might have found it shocking. Everybody um, knew that there was something going on with James Harden in Houston. I feel like most people knew he was going to get traded, but I think more people were leaning towards Philly. I think they knew the Nets had the assets, but everybody believed that uh, the Rockets wouldn't want to take on uh, the Nets players because they didn't look at them as highly as everybody else did, like the Karis Leverts, the Spencer Dinwiddies. And I think um, overall, you know, the trade with the Nets and the Houston, both teams came out winners. Uh, I, I've, I haven't seen uh, two teams make a trade and both be winners in a long time. Uh, the Nets get, you know, the third superstar. This gives them a, a realistic chance to compete for a championship and possibly win it uh, with three guys that can't be stopped anytime. Um, as long as, you know, Steve Nash comes with the right game plan, you know, they look like a team that can, you know, compete at least for a championship. Uh, the Rockets, I thought they did really well maneuvering the trade, getting Victor Oladipo back. I think Victor Oladipo is an underrated player in the league. Obviously, he's not a James Harden, but um, with the collection of talent the Houston Rockets have, Christian Wood, DeMarcus Cousins, John Wall, and now Victor Oladipo, um, they might not be a playoff team, but maybe next year they could possibly uh, push back to the playoffs, um, depending on how well DeMarcus Cousins can, you know, improve his conditioning and, you know, his physical ability coming back from injury. But overall, I think that was a win. Uh, the biggest losers of this trade to me was the Cleveland Cavaliers. They've already have like three or four starting centers on their roster, yet and still they're, they just keep loading up. They have Andre Drummond. They have uh, um, Jared, Jared Allen now. Um, they have Kevin Love at power forward, who's probably better fit for center in today's NBA. And then you got Larry Nance Jr. And I, I, I think I'm still missing somebody. But for a team that has that many starting caliber centers and the backcourt is kind of shaky, uh, I would have probably tried to get Victor Oladipo back in that trade because um, the lower seeds in the East are still kind of wide open. Uh, adding Victor Oladipo to the Cleveland Cavaliers could do a lot for their team, but instead they choose to keep going with the add centers and youth in the backcourt. Or maybe this was just part of the youth movement, and maybe they'll plan to trade Andre Drummond. Uh, the only thing is Andre Drummond's not that old either, so it really doesn't make much sense for them. Um, the payer, the Pacers get Karis LeVert. And seeing as that, you know, they've been really good uh, getting underrated players uh, to do really well for them. Karis LeVert uh, is probably going to look really good in Indiana, especially uh, when T.J. Warren comes back. They got Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday, uh, Sabonis, and Miles Turner in the front court. Um, that team uh, looks like it's, it's going to at least be a playoff team next year um, at the least. But as far as the Brooklyn Nets uh, winning a championship this year uh, with James Harden, there's still a lot of, you know, chemistry issues they're going to have to work out. It seems like Kyrie Irving is a little over the edge. It seems like his uh, demeanor is a little, little toxic. He seems like one of those guys who's uh, too smart uh, to get out of his own way. Like he's worrying about the worst part. But I, I think he's not realizing that he might be, 
um, some of the problem with the team right now. He might think it's on the team. He might not want to listen to Steve Nash because he might think he didn't deserve the job, being that he didn't have coaching experience where, you know, Kevin Durant might have liked Steve Nash. I think Kyrie Irving is one of those guys who thinks, you know, like Rajon Rondo where, you know, he knows the offense. He's really uh, in tune with the game of basketball. And he doesn't really want to listen to his coaches because he thinks he has the coaching ability. If you go back to the offseason, he was saying, you know, he could be the coach. Kevin Durant could be the coach. And uh, if you heard the IG Live uh, video with him and Kevin Durant, you know, he has a lot of ideas like him playing in the post that, you know, are great one-on-one ideas if you're playing one-on-one against somebody. But the problem is, you know, you're playing a team basketball game and it's like Kyrie Irving is probably one of the best one-on-one players in the NBA but team basketball is kind of what, you know, kills his reputation. And that's the reason why he went to Boston and they got worse. The Nets got a little bit worse uh, last year with him. And that's probably why the Nets, you know, originally weren't courting Kyrie without Kevin Durant. But now that they got James Harden, even if Kyrie doesn't show up or he doesn't show up to play, um, you still have another MVP player, MVP caliber player. A guy who can shoot off the ISO, dribble, uh, get people open, great passer. Um, the Nets might have made this move uh, with the possibility of uh, getting rid of Kyrie Irving. Uh, maybe not this year, maybe next year. Maybe uh, planning in case Kyrie Irving didn't come back. I think this uh, debacle with Kyrie Irving has helped the Nets realize it's okay to give up those extra first-round picks. Um, because Kyrie isn't somebody you can really trust to show up to every game. And not just because, you know, what's going on um, with him and the staff for personal reasons, but more so because um, he's very injury-prone. Kevin Durant's very injury-prone. James Harden has managed to stay healthy for the most part throughout the last, you know, half-decade, decade. And um, having another player like that when those two stars goes down can help them keep uh, keep afloat and then possibly in the playoffs push them past a team like Milwaukee or a team like Miami if they can, you know, rebound from the slow start that they've had to the season or the Celtics. Unfortunately, I don't think that the Nets will be competing for a championship this year. I see them as a team that's going to underachieve. Um, I've said it before on my social media, at Sports by Jared. I said that uh, the Nets would be this year's Clippers, and I truly believe that because, one, um, even though uh, Steve Nash is the coach, Mike Mike D'Antoni has a lot to do with how they're running the scheme, and Mike D'Antoni's scheme uh, tends to fail more often than not. If you look at the Nets' record right now, which is really too early to even care about, but they're still, they're kind of underperforming. They lost a little um, depth. Uh, Karis LeVert played really well with uh, Durant and Kyrie. We'll have to see how James Harden fits in. Uh, this is going to be the first time a couple, a lot of these guys aren't going to be, aren't going to have the ball in their hands. So they're going to have to figure out a new way to score. Uh, what made um, the Warriors work so well is everybody could play off the ball. But now it seems like um, everybody on the team now is more of ball dominant players, so that's gonna uh, be quite of a cha- be quite a challenge um, for most of the most of the year. 
but we'll see what happens with them and how far they go. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what the the Nets do in the playoffs. I, I um, to say here first, I got the Celtics coming out the East, um, but we'll see what happens. Thanks for tuning in to Sports by Jaron. Uh, please uh, download, um, listen to my other video, listen to my other um, recordings. Um, thanks for tuning in. Bye.